In today's show, we're recapping the action and the news from Thursday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk about the news from Thursday. Recap the two games. It's going to be a short show. So... Let's go straight into the news. Nasir Little, his season is over. Torn labrum in the shoulder, you can go ahead and drop him. Um, The good news, I guess, for the Blazers is that Robert Covington is apparently going to be returning after missing one game. He's listed as questionable with an MCL sprain. It must have been the mildest of all MCL sprains ever. They need forwards. They don't have any of them, really, at this point. None at all. Because CJ Allaby, who the guy who stepped up and played 20 minutes last game, he's doubtful for the game tomorrow. Nasir Little being out does not mean that there is an ad, right? Basically, Norman Powell comes in and takes Nasir Little's minutes. Nasir Little probably wasn't going to be a 12-team league guy when Covington and Powell were back and Orton Nance was playing. He wasn't going to be that guy. So you get a couple of extra minutes for McLemore, a couple for Alibi, a couple for Trendon Watford, but no one who becomes a 12-team league player. Sucks because Little was playing well, but he was probably trending towards a drop anyway. We also had the All-Star starters announced. I reacted to this live on the pregame show today. Um... You all know my thoughts on DeMar DeRozan being a guard. He's not, but he's going to be an all-star. So it doesn't really matter to me whether someone like that is a starter or not. He's been playing really well this season. The East front court was the easiest decision in the world to get in. Maybe it impacts someone who should get in from the reserves because the positional requirements in the reserves. Um, But it doesn't matter too much because DeRozan was going to make it. In the Western Conference, you could have had an argument that maybe Jajar shouldn't have been starting. It could have been... Uh, Doncic, it could have been Booker, it could have been Paul, it could have been Don Mitchell. That's fine. All of those guys, I'm pretty sure, are going to end up making the team. But the obvious egregious error is Andrew Wiggins voted as a starter. He wasn't even remotely in consideration to me to make the all-star team, let alone as a starter. And the fans can vote whatever they want. They are 50% and some K-pop star was campaigning for him. Like, cool. I don't know why, but cool. Um, Wiggins has been improved this season. He's still not remotely close. He's not even the best frontcourt player on his own team, let alone the third best frontcourt player in the entire Western Conference. He just isn't. It's not remotely close to that. The voting process, the players, they do joke votes all the time, right? But their joke votes have an impact here. But who on the media? There was four people on the media that put him into their frontcourt, and that, that's really what got him over the line. Is If he had have had zero media votes, which he should have, then we're not having this discussion. Again, players joke votes all the time. Namias Kader got votes. Luka Sharmanich got votes. That's cool. The players shouldn't have votes, really. Like, it's ridiculous. They don't take it seriously. Half of them don't vote, and the others don't take it seriously. And they voted Vic Wiggins, I think, uh, fourth or fifth out of the forwards. Or it's enough to push him up. But the media, whoever's voting for that, it's embarrassing. Like, it, it is embarrassing. If you're going to reward the Warriors for being the second best team in the West... How about you vote for their second best player? 
who's actually the better front court prospect, Draymond Green. If you're going to do that, why the Suns got no all-star starters? Why do the Jazz, who are pretty bloody good as well, have no all-star starters? Why do the Heat, who are pretty bloody good, have no all-star starters? Why? None of this makes sense. It is egregious to not have Rudy Gobert or Draymond Green or Carl Anthony Towns or even Anthony Edwards. I think, not that Anthony Edwards, he wouldn't make my final all-star team, but Anthony Edwards, Paul George, these guys have had, I know George is currently out at the moment, but it doesn't stop what he did for the first two and a half months of the year. It's just an egregious decision from the fans, from the players, and especially from the media. No offense to Andrew Wiggins at all. And anyone who's out there, oh, he deserved it. He did not deserve it. It is, that, and that is absolutely no offense to Andrew Wiggins at all. He has improved this season and he is playing better. But he is playing to a level of, I am the fourth best starter on a good team. That's where he's evolved to. That is not all-star starter. And it's frankly, in, and there'll be people who are warriors who oh, wouldn't you cry about it? Uh, good on you, clown. Like, you can't... Well, all, all that means, Warriors fans, if you believe that this is the tr truth, then you don't think that Draymond Green's very good. That's what the, you Warrior fans need to reconcile. If you think that Andrew Wiggins should be a starter in the All-Star game, you do not think Draymond Green is that good because that means you think Wiggins is better than Draymond Green. And that's what you want to believe? That's fine. You just got to sit with it. That that's what you believe. Because if you believe that Wiggins is in the, an All-Star starter and deserves to be there, you believe he is better than Draymond Green and you just have to sit with that and you have to, you have to deal with that feeling in your inside yourself that your homegrown Draymond Green legendary player is not as good as Andrew Wiggins because that's what that's what this result tells us and that's what you're defending you, there, there is literally no defense for this it's simple and I know that you know Devin Booker or Chris Paul you know they're guards the, the positional stuff is weird it shouldn't probably exist in the way it does but Booker was never going to get this spot but that doesn't mean there weren't other guys who could have had this position over Andrew Wiggins who again I never even entered my head for Wiggins to even be in the mix to be a reserve on the All-Star team. Embarrassing. Really embarrassing stuff. Let's look at some more news. Aiden, Crowder, McGee, all still out for the Suns. Hey, look, actually, let me know what your comments are. If you are here on YouTube, drop it down below. There are going to be people who disagree. Oh, it's the All-Star game. It's for fans. That's fine. Who, who is actually wanting to watch Andrew Wiggins apart from, um, yeah, apparently, K-pop fans? Like, who's actually clamoring to watch Andrew Wiggins as a star? Um... Aiton Crowder, uh, McGee still out for Phoenix, so we're firing up Cam Johnson and Bismack Biombo again. Rudy Gobert remains out, so we're streaming in Hassan Whiteside. I reckon Gobert's going to miss a couple more. But Don Mitchell could return. If he's not back Friday, he'll be back on the weekend. Um, Bob Covington, as I mentioned, is already questionable, so that's huge news. Jeremy Grant has cleared COVID protocols after his thumb issue, so he's not coming back tomorrow, but you would think start of next week, maybe on the weekend he can return. And Kyle Lowry and Marcus Morris, I know they play for different teams. Not This is not Markeith Morris. Marcus Morris, I just grouped them together, which in hindsight is a pretty bad idea. I grouped them together because they're both still out for personal reasons. We don't know what's going on there. And we hope that everything is okay. But that means Gabe Vincent gets that boost in Miami and Kennard and Batum and, uh, and Terrence Mann and Amir Coffey all get extra shots over there for the LA Clippers. Guys, Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year. That's what they want to do for 2022. Good for them because they are your number one spot for all of your sports wagering action in 2022. So it's a new year and there's a new updated desktop site or you can use their updated mobile site as well. And go and sign up and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% welcome deposit bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football, the NHL, UFC, boxing, 
and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Two weeks from the trade deadline and us at Locked On NBA, we have a live show. Friday, 10th of February at 3 p.m. is the deadline. We're going to have a live show going from 2 p.m. through to 4 p.m. Hosted by Kim Becker, featuring myself and John Corrales, as well as Antonio Daniels, talking about all of the big moves that get made. I'm going to be offering fantasy analysis, as well as real-life breakdowns of all of those trades. And it's on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So go find Locked... I'll be tweeting it out, don't worry. But go and find Locked On NBA on YouTube. Hit the notification bell, ring their ding-a-ling, and you will catch us when we go live. Top ads in fantasy over the last 24 hours. A lot of them just streams for today, and that's totally fine. That's how you use your, your roster. Number one was Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah, you can go ahead and drop him now. Nikhil Alexander-Walker up 23%, I guess because Ingram and Hart are still questionable. But yeah, you've got to have a real a real fetish for losing field goal percentage to take him on. Amir Coffey, the Farmers Union, up 23. Not really convinced that it's going to maintain, but yeah, Mark Morris is still out, so we add him. Thibel up 14. That's a bit of a stream for today, along with Carmelo Anthony up 11. You can go ahead and drop Mello. Thibel, of course, has his value in those categories. Jeff Green up 11. Do not, do not, do not fall for it. Not at all. The Duck, Luke Canard up 8%. Malik Monk up 7%. They're both worth holding for now. Kaminga up 7%. That's just a stream for today. And of course, of course he's there. Of course, Victor Oladipo got added, uh, increased by 7 percentage points in his roster percentage. I don't see it. I think it's an absolute waste to be stashing Victor Oladipo. Um, I'm, I could very well be proven wrong. In these sort of injury situations, I rarely am. Because again, people just, they love a name. They love a name value situation. He is not the best player on the team as he was in Indiana back five years ago. He's not the same player. He's not that same guy. I just don't see the hassle of having him or waiting for him to come back and waiting for him to get good minutes and then hoping that he's going to be decent again. There's just too many ifs in there and it's just not worth it. And I've said that enough and I'm probably not going to say it again. If you ask me another question about if Victor Oladipo is stashable, I'm just going to answer it the same way. And it's fine. Ask it because I know everyone doesn't see everything, but I'll, yeah, my opinion's not changing. Uh, until something miraculous happens. Top drops in fantasy leagues. Nasir Little down 20%. Yep, unfortunately, it's got to be dropped. Um, Terrence Davis down 19%. Yes, he's got to be dropped as well as adding definitely with that wrist injury. Alec Burks, uh, RIP to the sound drop. Alec Burke. Probably not RIP, but you know, not going to play it as much. He can be dropped. Tim Hardaway, another out for the season injury. Uh, yeah, see you later. Max Struess, the Winter Soldier. Jimmy Butler, shockingly, has appeared back on the injury report as questionable in Miami. So there is maybe some life there for Struess. Hold. McGee, yeah, drop him. He's down six. Bagley down six. Absolutely no worries. Diallo down six. No worries at all. Uh, Nick Claxton down six. I don't fully buy that he's going to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. I think he can be a 12-team league option. I think he can have some value, but not an absolute must. And while he's still doing with a hammy, see you later. And then Nerlens Noel and whatever's going on with his knees. Uh, yeah, I will, uh, I'll see you later as well. Nerlens. Let's look at that first game of the night. We are talking about the LA Lakers. They traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. They did not win. They were beaten pretty comfortably, 105-87. There was no LeBron. He woke up with knee soreness and did not play. But Anthony Davis did. Played 34 minutes. I guess the minutes restrictions are done after one game. 31 and 12, two steals and four blocks. 67% shooting. It is a fantastic performance. We do not know whether Davis is going to play tomorrow. He said, I'll see how I wake up. I would imagine that returning from a sprained ACL, sorry, MCL, you don't want to play three games in four nights as soon as you return, which is what he's going to have to do if he's going to play. But dumb as shit has happened. So keep an eye on that. Westbrook featured him on the Buy Low show, even though you know, I don't believe that he's 
producing really positive value for the Lakers, his fantasy value was absolutely in the toilet. And, he, and he's jumped back up. He's 78th over the last two weeks. 20 points, two threes, 60% shooting. Didn't screw up your free throws because he didn't take any. He's playing better. He's playing better, which is great. Malik Monk started for LeBron, 31 minutes, 11, 4, and 5 with two steals. He shot only 23%. This could have been a much bigger game for Monk, but unfortunately, the poor shooting was there. I think he's a solid 12-team hold for now, while Stan Johnson, he's, he's locked in as a starter, I would say. One steal and three blocks is good. He doesn't always do that. The 17% shooting is something he's more likely to do than block three shots in a game. But he's just a deeper league guy. Horton Tucker continues to just be like actually really bad. Seven points on 25% shooting. I got excited for what he did at the start of the year. He had like two good games and he's been terrible in every other game. Yeah, you don't need to be... He's still rostered in 10% of 12-team uh, leagues, of competitive 12-team leagues. I don't know why, but he is. Carmelo Anthony's rostered in 92% of those leagues. That seems a little high. Nine points on 36% shooting in 26 minutes while Avery Bradley continues to be the winner of the Why Are You Playing NBA Minutes Award. Two points in 26 minutes for Bradley while Austin Reeves missed all of his shots. 23 minutes, yeah, look, I think he should play a little bit more. He's not going to be any sort of fantasy option, though. For the Philadelphia 76ers, the Thick Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. He's playing really well. 23, 5, and 4, two steals and three threes. He's back to sort of his old self, which is great. And Joel Embiid, not his best night, but 26, 9, and 7, one steal, two blocks. Thought Davis got the better of him here. The poor free throws are really annoying. Um, 8 of 13 from the line. Torres Maxey was good too. 14, 7, and 10 with two blocks. And Georgie Niang chipped in with 14 points and four threes in 24 minutes. We don't really rely on that. Curry and Milton are both still out. Doesn't appear like Curry's all that close to returning. Doc said even if this was a playoff game, he wouldn't play. So that makes me think he's not that close to coming back. And while he is out, of course, that boosts the minutes for Furkan Korkmaz, who had six points. You can drop him. And Danny Green played 16 in his return, nine points with three triples. Thibault was great. 29 minutes, eight points, but four steals and a block. That's what he does. We know what he does. He gets steals and blocks, and that is the only reason that you roster him. Everything else you get is an absolute bonus. You don't count on any of it. And that's and he, and he can do that. We know that. And Andre Drummond continues to be rostered in far too many leagues. He had 10 boards. That's nice. That's a nice number for sure. But he is now the 249th ranked player over the last two weeks. He had two points in 13 minutes. I think Embiid's going to rest the game coming up soon. He's played 20 consecutive games, which is huge. Remember when everyone was avoiding Embiid in drafts? Ah, I can't trust him to stay healthy. He's actually been really healthy, and he's playing a lot of minutes. But I do think a rest might come up at some point. If there's an upcoming back-to-back for them, we might get Embiid sitting. And then that's when you stream in Drummond. But literally, he's the only guy in the NBA in fantasy basketball who just gets held despite playing a 15-minute backup role. Because people are just so petrified of Embiid getting hurt that they think taking on a subpar player for the majority of the season is a winning strategy. I do not agree that that is a winning strategy. But what I do agree with is a winning strategy is eating Bilt Bar. Because you love a delicious treat. I love a delicious treat. I love smashing bars. Love it. But some candy bars, they're just too high in calories. They're too high in fat. They're too high in sugar. Why would I want to subject my body to that? To this pristine vehicle that I've got in front of you right here. I want to fuel it with High protein, but low carbs and low fat. And that's exactly what Built Bar delivers. My body craves the cookies and cream because it's the best flavor out there. But there's coconut as well. There's mint brownie, there's salted caramel, there's peanut butter. There's so many great flavors out there. And they are constantly throwing out the limited edition, special edition flavors, which I love getting when I get them. They're fantastic. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get yourself boxes of Built Bar at 15% off. Built Bar is... Built different. 
All right, so let's go to the second and the last game of the night. The Warriors win over the Wolves at home, 124-115. Towns was pretty good in this game, 31-13-6. And, and Anthony Edwards started out slow, but ended with 27-6-6. Big game from Goose. Their 9 of 9 from the Lions also really impressive. Good games from McDaniels and Vanderbilt, both starting with Patrick Beverly out. McDaniels, 14 points, 3 threes, are still in a block. Good, gum- good numbers, for sure. But... McDaniels is only a guy that you stream in on a day like this. There are two days, two games on. Patrick Beverly's out. He's playing good minutes. Uh, he's up and down. He's only a deep league player. While Vanderbilt, of course, is a must roster. Nine and eight with three steals for him. Jalen Noel, again impressed. 29 minutes, 10 points, three steals. That's big. Because D'Angelo Russell had to leave this game early with a shin contusion. Eight, four, and five for D'Lo. Shot 30% revenge game in those 20 minutes. We hope he doesn't miss time. But if Russell and Beverly have to miss... Then Noel, you would have to assume, is going to be in line for those minutes over Malik Beasley. Because Beasley, once again, was terrible. Four points in 20 minutes on 18% shooting. Noel continues to get the minutes and continues to produce. And if we do hear that Russell and Beverly are out, Noel is a 12-team league stream option for sure. He's at least a 14-team league guy. Now, I don't think Russell and Beverly's injuries are serious or long-term. They might actually both be back next game. So I wouldn't be mortgaging stuff to go and add Jalen Noel. But there's something there to see with him, I think. For the Warriors, Steph found his shot, including a ridiculous one about halfway through the third quarter. Uh, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 6 triples. Good game there. And Clay Thompson was great. 27 minutes, so the minutes are pushing up. 23 points, 5 threes, 4 assists. His passing's been really good. Didn't get to the line at all. Um, but the 4 assists are nice. Really good game from him. And good to see Jordan Poole doing it as well. 19 points with 5 assists in 24 minutes. I still worry about how it's all going to work for Poole with Clay ramping up. But... The 24 minutes for him is fine. That's what he'll probably get most nights. He'll be up and down. He's fine as a 12-team league guy, but he's more, instead of being that top 70 player, he's more in that Luke Kennard sort of range at a back-end 12-team league option. Wiggins, um, his free throws have been atrocious. Missed both of them today. 19 points, 5 triples, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. Really good all-around numbers from Wiggins, but he has been struggling. He's been outside the top 200 over the last two weeks. This was a better game, while Otto Porter had 11-4 and four with two steals, and he's at least a 12-team streamer while Draymond is out. Kevon Looney got into some foul trouble, so only ended with 24 minutes, while Kaminga really struggled in terms of... He played 18 minutes, but had 4-4. Four and four. Nothing else. Bad from the line. Um, yeah, he doesn't need to be held in any sort of 12-team league, John Kaminga, yet he is still rostered in 22% of the competitive formats that we track. So that seems like too many. Don't need to have John Kaminga in 12-team leagues. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous goes to Anthony Davis. Your waiver wire line of the night goes to Jaden McDaniels. Your young gun, of course, is Goose Anthony Edwards. And your dud of the night is Carmelo Anthony. The top 10 players for today for category leagues. Number one was Davis, followed by Curry Towns, Toby Harris, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Anthony Edwards, Andrew Wiggins, Russell Westbrook, and Joel Embiid. Your top 10 players rostered in 50% of leagues or fewer. McDaniels at number one. Nothing really interesting there. In fact, I don't think there's much interesting with many of these guys. Niang was at two. No. Stan Johnson, that's deep leagues. Gary Payton, deep leagues. He's at number four. Jalen Noel is the only interesting guy there to me who might have 12 or 14 team league impact. Bielitsa, Danny Green, Horton Tucker, Corkmars, Howard. That's what happens when you're on a two-game slate is that even guys doing very, very little can crack that top 10. The top 10 in points leagues today, number one was Davis, followed by Towns, Curry, Embiid, Maxi, Wiggins, Edwards, Toby Harris, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. And that will do it. A short show to end the week of recaps. We'll be back tomorrow with a What to Watch For show for Friday's games. Uh, sorry, for Saturday's games. Friday's one's already out. 
Uh, don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.